1: If you like what you're hearing, why not try a Cast subscription? Only four ninety-five a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how.
0: Hi, Glenn Kirshner. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Steph. This
0: was a get-me-Glenn-Kirshner week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I've,
0: I, that, that I had the patience to wait till Friday. is really amazing, isn't it? Um, well, where do we start? Your reaction uh, to the present speech, obviously, first of all.
1: Yeah. So I, I thought there was some real justice synergy between what we heard from Merrick Garland 2 days ago and then what we heard yesterday from both Vice President Harris and President Biden because you know she set the stage it made the, her remarks were short and it was basically you know an introduction of the president but when you come out and you bundle together three dates like December 7th 1941, September 11th 2001 and January 6th 2021 she didn't have to say what they were we knew what they were Pearl Harbor, attack on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon, and the insurrection. But, you know, one of these things is not like the others, because two were attacks from without launched by a foreign enemy, and the third was an attack from within launched by a defeated president trying to unconstitutionally cling to power. And that's what makes it the most serious of them all. So she set the stage for Joe Biden. Who then came out and just MF'd the former guy up and down <laughs> based on the based on the facts. And he was, you know, I think well within his right to do it. He was breathing fire. And then he said, and I quote, This was an armed insurrection. Well, guess what, Steph? As we've discussed before, we've got a cure for that in this big blue book of federal laws, the United States Code, inciting an insurrection. There was no mistaking. What Joe Biden was announcing by saying this was an armed yeah. insurrection, uh,
0: Glenn? You know, I look to you. I, I obviously, you know, when Merrick Garland gave a speech, as you know, there's people on two sides. I know Lawrence Tribe is very, you know, impatient, but you know, you and Neil Katyal and Joyce Vance and Barb McQuade all seem very heartened by you know all the people that we look to for our you know our legal leading lights in the country, like you. Um, you, you, uh, There were a few things you tweeted. You said, um, A.G. Garland signals DOJ will hold powerless and powerful accountable whether they were at the Capitol on 1-6 or not. I know you thought that was key. Mm-hmm. You said, I agree with Barb McQuaid. A.G. Garland also said the DOJ will hold accountable all 1-6 perpetrators on any level. And he clearly signaled there will only be one set of norms governing treatment of the powerless and the powerful alike. Um, and you just said I'm considerably reassured by AG Garland's statement today. Twenty twenty year will twenty twenty two will be the year of accountability, because so, yeah. of course the impatient would say he said all the right things. Is he going to do them? So tell us why you're feeling the way you are.
1: So the fact that he said the right things is a clear signal that behind the scenes the Department of Justice is doing the right things. I mean, he's not going to make those promises, and let's be clear, and we're going to hold him. Uh, We're going to hold his feet to the fire. Those three things he said were promises to the American people. I will hold them accountable at any level, small fish, medium fish, big fish. I will hold them accountable whether they were at the Capitol or not. And they're doing a pretty good job. We can quibble with some of the lenient sentences, but they're doing a pretty good job holding accountable the folks who were at the Capitol, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. You know, Donald Trump's foot soldiers of the insurrection. They're the, the lower... Level of the criminal ladder, they're the small fish. But you know what? The people who were, you know, enjoying the cushy environs of the Willard Hotel, plotting democracy's demise, like Giuliani and Bannon and the rest of them, the lawyers writing treasonous letters and memos, like Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, and the rest of them, they will be held accountable too. There's no mistaking that that is what Merrick Garland said. That's a promise to the American people. And then when Joe Biden follows it up, step with this was an armed insurrection, there's just a synergy there. Those are signals of things to come. Now, nothing could have appeased some people short of Donald Trump being paraded across the DOJ Stage in handcuffs. That's but me. We all that's knew me. That's We me. weren't going to get that. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> okay. That's me. I'm, yeah. the part, I'm the head of the Veruca Salts. But yes. you're the you know you're the one that talks me down. You're the one that always grabs the the, bat, the elastic on my underwear when I'm almost off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> Just pulls me back. um <laughs> Yeah, you said I have no doubt the DOJ is working its way up the insurrection ladder. Frankly, this is exactly how large scale uh, gang investigations proceed. And, you know, that's why we always look to you, Glenn, because you, you know, been in the DOJ, you have right. prosecuted cases, you know, I mean, those of us that are not lawyers, you're right. I mean, here's what I would, I would, one tweet I did say for you, just because I'm the impatient caucus, let's call it. uh, (laughs) Because you said A.G. Garland said the lessons of Watergate teach us that there must not be different rules for the powerful and the powerless. Given the bottom up nature of criminal investigations, the relatively powerless Trump's foot soldiers are being held accountable. Next up, the powerful Um, Sherry Jacobus. So I'm sure, you know, she said Watergate took 900 days is not an excuse for Garland's uh, inaction on any and all of Trump's crimes, including obstruction of justice. And the Mueller report, uh, different crime. Sorry, uh, less technology. So she was talking about back in the Watergate era, she said, top TV shows, all in the family, Sanford and Son, Chico and the Man, so shut up about Watergate. I, I would say I get her point that it, Watergate, as Jill told us, no, was secret. We caught, we caught him because we found the tape, right? Whereas what she's saying, different crime, less technology, meaning this is all out in the open. Trump did this all in the open. This is all on tape. This yeah. is all on tape. Right. On they tape themselves in many cases. So, what would you what do you make of that argument that there is just a, so much evidence because it was all done in the open that this should be moving
1: faster? It's a good argument, and as much as I continue to, to see the glass as half full, yet I always am thirsty for some reason. Um, <laughs> I, I do think what they're doing is unfortunately the the standard way that we investigate and prosecute large scale gang cases, conspiracy cases, and RICO cases. And she's right. This is not, this is not business as usual. This is one, it, you know, right out there in the open, we know what these people did. We know how seditious, how treasonous it was, and democracy hangs in the balance. So how about we maybe try a somewhat different investigative approach? We get the medium fish now, and we start trying to flip them And we bring additional charges with superseding indictments as we develop more evidence. But here's the thing. I also know the Department of Justice is allergic to change. Hmm. And unfortunately, it it is, I'm not going to say the Titanic, it's an enormous steamer ship. And getting it to change investigative course, based on a dramatically different um crime or series of crimes is really hard but to get the big fish held accountable in watergate it took about two and a half years when all was said and done right so i know the parallels aren't perfect there are certainly some parallels right we got the burglars fairly early on they were the low fish they were the powerless we're getting the foot soldiers of the insurrection held accountable Early on. They're the low, they're the small fish, they're the powerless. So we are building, and the fact that it's taking too long and democracy hangs in the balance, those are absolutely legitimate complaints and concerns. I've been making them myself.
0: Yep. Delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs, a gripping murder mystery, starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. Well, I mean, I think, for instance, for those of us non-lawyers, uh, Glenn, Georgia— Rick, it's on tape. Yeah. It's on tape. We already have it. What's taking so long? I mean, that, that's how I understand people's impatience. It's not like Watergate, like, I. boom, we found the tape. Like, now it's, you know, going to take time. It's like we've had all this for a, a year almost, right, in some cases. The, like you said, yeah. how helpful were most of the uh, terrorists? They taped all of their own stuff mm-hmm. and put it on social media.
1: I agree. But the flip side of it is when you are trying to take down a former president of the United States, you're probably going to be hyper-cautious, right? I don't think that's an excuse. It's not an answer that satisfies me because I'm more interested in protecting the community and our democracy than I, than I am dotting every I and crossing every T. That's just my nature. But, you know, you, you, you also, I think, have to look at the House Select Committee piece because it's part of the synergy. They are working their way up the investigative ladder. Both Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney have now said, we expect to hear from the former vice president Mike Pence and guess what his team is already enthusiastically cooperating yeah. there's synergy all three of these pieces are moving in the right direction too slowly and they're loath to change course but I still think we're going to get there
0: yeah well some of us were waiting for four words from ag garland and you're right would not be satisfied until we heard uh special prosecutor glenn Kirchner. yes which i was okay <laughs> can you i mean for those of us that have been screaming and whatever i'm sorry I, maybe i'm confusing special prosecutor independent counsel whatever <clears throat> but what is that or was that ever a, a realistic possibility
1: So, yeah, independent counsel, which would have been ideal, is no longer an option because the independent counsel laws lapsed years ago. They've never been re-upped. Special counsel is still an option. But here's the thing. Special counsel is still under the command and control of the Department of Justice. So the, the, the best thing about a special counsel is one, he or she would be kind of unconstrained largely and could just try to wrap his or her arms around the entire shebang, the whole seditious conspiracy. And if the special counsel decided not to bring charges, there are reporting requirements. There's transparency. So we would get to know why those decisions were made. But it's still under the control of the attorney general or, or it could be delegated to the deputy attorney general. So it only accomplishes but so much. Our Department of Justice can do it as long as it has okay. the determination to well, do it.
0: Well, I just, I was going to your tweet. I'm so envious of the prosecutor who will ultimately be the first to argue Trump's guilt to a jury because that day is coming. Oh, just sent a little thrill up my leg. But that's why I was waiting for a special prosecutor going, okay, because I think it's such a big, it's the biggest, you know, investigation in our history. That's why it seems like yeah. we need all the tools we can get or our all the help deck. we can get. Yeah, I mean, th- that's, that's the other reason I would say special prosecutor because this is so huge, right? I mean, there's so many... Uh, you know, obviously tentacles to this whole January 6th. And I I do feel like the language he used does indicate he's looking at the whole plot and not just because January 6th was just the Hail Mary Plan B at the end of, of this whole coup plot, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and if we don't charge these people, there's no hope for the survival of our republic. If we charge these people, and I continue to believe we will, there is hope. It's not a done deal, it's not a foregone conclusion that our democracy survives this if we criminally charge everybody, but Steph, it will so dramatically change the narrative. Now, you don't bring criminal charges to change narratives, you bring criminal charges based on the evidence and a byproduct of that is it changes the narratives because then all of these other idiots running around spouting the big lie every day will see, oh my goodness, there actually are consequences I better shut my big fat pie hole and stop pebbling yeah. lies. That's the benefit yeah. of bringing criminal charges.
0: Matt Gates out there yesterday saying, we're proud of the work we did on January 6th. I mean, I... Brazen, Just yeah. OK. Um, I want to get your take one last. Uh, Mark Elias, you know, famous election attorney said my prediction for 2022 before the midterm election, we will have a serious discussion about whether individual Republican House members are disqualified by Section 3 of the 14th Amendment from serving in Congress. Yeah. We may aim, aim even see litigation. What's your take on that?
1: I, I couldn't agree with him more. And it's not a self-executing provision. So there will have to be litigation. What Form that takes, you know, the best kind of litigation that would go a long way to disqualifying those people for supporting a rebellion and an insurrection? Criminal charges.
0: Yeah. Glenn, I did one more. There's been talk about, you know, that a lot of the sentences have been too light in the Capitol. I don't know if you saw this one woman that was released from jail, Capitol rioter, and just killed a young mother in a drunk driving accident. And the family, of course, is, uh, you know, outraged what is your take in general on the the sentences capital writers
1: have writers my given? take is you know you you don't sentence people collectively these are these are tough calls for prosecutors and i appreciate and even embrace some of the criticism from some of the judges but sentencing is an intensely individual determination you don't say hey y'all were part of a mob so we're just gonna yeah. we're gonna go hard on sentencing You look at every... We we have to protect the rights, believe it or not, of every single defendant and every single insurrectionist by sentencing them individually based on their criminal history. I mean, they do a a very detailed background investigation. It's called a pre-sentence report of the family history, the medical history, the psychological history, and all of that, and the criminal history for every single defendant. And then we have to decide... Did you beat police officers? Did you destroy property? Were you hunting for elected officials or did you just kind of go in to the Capitol, look around and leave? You have to yeah. deal uh, you have to deal with each defendant yeah. on the facts of his or her conduct. These are difficult decisions we can always second guess. Mm-hmm. Every sentencing recommendation made by a prosecutor and every sentence handed down by a judge, I think they're doing the best they can with what they've got.
0: Yeah. See, that's the difference between uh, you, you with your legal training. I would just throw them all on the Island of Misfit Toys <laughs> from Rudolph. Is that legal? Is it legal? I oh, don't Who cares? Okay. Um, Glenn, thank you. <laughs> you. You calm me. You center me. <laughs> you thank give you me check. life. All right. Uh, and by the way, fantastic podcast yes. on the uh, Mueller She Wrote Media. We will have AG on in a little bit. All of our universes colliding today. We that's brought right. John Fugel saying Frangela from Sexy Liberal. And uh, Glenn Kirshner and AG from uh, Mueller she Wrote Media, we are all love one. AG, we are AG. all one superhero team now, and we could not be prouder to be associated with we you, are. sir. We are.
1: all fighting for justice, yep. Steph, and we're going to get there. That's we're right. all free agents fighting for justice.
0: That's right. <laughs> we're we're having a hunky man off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she also brought Frank Flank for Gloozy. Hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. We'll see you next week. I hope.
1: Thanks, Steph. All see right. you. Okay, Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.